You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey guys, it's time for Slopescast, March 29th, the latest Slopescast. We've got plenty to talk about. We've got six topics up here on the screen right now for people that are watching live on Twitch and on Extra Slope. But yet another pretty enormous topic uh, dropped moments, maybe hours before the podcast. Am I right, Grizzly? Yeah, so it's 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 typical, isn't it? You know, you spend... You work over a hot stove, you slave over a thumbnail and you put it all together and you make it all look nice. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes the ingredients that you're working with don't quite make the most tasty dish. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right, you do your damned best. And then and then someone walks in with some KFC. And in this case, this would be Sony with their latest PS Plus program. I quite like that analogy. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, nailed it. You nailed it. That, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think anybody is confused on what we're talking about now. I think yeah, everybody is I've... now clued up with the fact that Sony has just dropped. What have they just dropped? The latest PS Plus uh, tiered subscription model. So we spoke about this. Um, I would say it was a good few months ago, mm-hmm. and it's been heavily rumored ever since then. We've held off, and we didn't want to discuss rumor, but we did initially we we just said right okay this looks pretty good so we'll talk about it what would you want from the playstation plus thing but here it is so this is a new free tiered subscription model um yep. essentially it's broken down into essential extra and premium models and the idea is is that they are now no longer doing playstation now on its own they're going to be putting it together with playstation plus so if you want PlayStation Plus on its own, you're paying essentially what you're already paying. Uh, and then if you want PlayStation Plus Extra, um, that will give you access to 400 PS4, PS5 games. Um, and that lets you download them or stream. Um, actually, no, it doesn't say stream. So that's just downloadables. But you still get all of the benefits of the previous subscription tier. And then mm-hmm. Premium gives you access to all of the previous benefits an extra 340 games, including PS3 games available for, via cloud streaming, PS1, PS2, and PSP games, PSP That's games nice. being the new thing here, mm-hmm. um, offers cloud streaming across all of those, whether you're playing on PS4 or PS5, and then uh, you get time-limited game trials, similar to that EA Access thing where you could get like 10 hours worth of FIFA as part of your subscription. So, yeah, there it is. And uh, we're just going to do like yearly things um, just to give you an idea of how this tears up in price. 
so it works out um, typically forty nine ninety nine for your standard PlayStation uh, Plus. Then you've got the extra, which is going to cost £83.99 for the year, or the premium will cost £99.99 a year. Uh, so, yeah, there it is. Trying Interesting. To up a bit there. Yeah, there it is. I've got them on the screen, the different ones. Trying to jump between them. Um, no love for the PS Vita? Come on, Sony. No, not yet. I, I have a feeling it's got something to do with the fact that, I don't know, the touch panels... The touch screen, uh, there's a lot of control methods missing. However, yeah. they did release a console called the Vita TV, which had access to a good 80% of the catalogue. So yeah. I I'm not taking it as a decent enough excuse. I'm sure they're just holding it back so that they can say, oh, we're adding Vita games now. Ooh, go to premium because we our subscription numbers are not high enough or something along those lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So I'm someone that doesn't even have game uh, Game Pass for Xbox. Um, I got given a free three month subscription um, about two or three months in. I remembered, oh yeah, I got that free three month subscription thing to Xbox Go, uh, uh, Microsoft Game Pass on the actual PC. Um, I downloaded Battletoads, forgot I downloaded it, reinstalled my PC, and I was like, oh yeah, Battletoads. I've, I've, I'm, it's just not for me. I, yeah. um, I rarely play. Uh, it's, it's insane for a gaming channel to say I rarely play a massive variety of games. Um, I do play games pretty much every day, um, but I normally just focus on one game at a time and I'll just buy that game. Uh, but I know I'm in the minority. I know I'm in the minority. So from someone that does have Game Pass and does sing its praises, how do you think this compares? Right, so I really like Game Pass. Uh, I think they do a really good job with it. Um, I, I especially like the fact that I never have to buy a brand new Xbox game or um like ea game or anything like that bethesda blah 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 because they all come as part of that subscription up front which sounds mm -hmm. great great on paper um i've i've spent a bit of time playing those games uh, i'm not going to say that the xbox is my main platform but i like the fact that i never have to buy an ea game it's just there on the platform ready ready to go um and to be honest, I never really was playing EA games to begin with. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the idea that the new Elder Scrolls or the new Starfield game, being able to play that on day one without having to spend any extra, that's pretty appealing. Uh, so I'll give Xbox full credit for that. It's the most consumer-friendly move they've made in decades. Uh, so it's, it's great. This, on the other hand, is a bit interesting uh, because they're not going for the new games being released on the platform straight up it seems to me that they're instead focusing on the playstation legacy and let's not discount that that's pretty strong um, oh, you know yeah playstation have an incredible history um i will say I, I don't think it's a shock to anyone here but when it comes down to microsoft versus uh sony um yeah, yeah microsoft you, you struggle to go back and find the exclusives out, outside of the obvious. You're you're going to be surprised at how many there are in Sony's back catalogue. Yeah. And we're not just talking stuff that Sony themselves has made with the Sony studios like we, we do these days. We're talking about all of those third-party developers that only made for PS2 um, back in the day. That's a very, very strong number of great games there. Um and let's just face it, like for the 90s onwards, they were the dons when it came to all of, the, all of that content. I mean, they dominated back then. So mm -hmm. it's really exciting to see that they're embracing that. 
Um, so there's a few people in the chat here. You've got iQuel, Game Pass, Meet Switch Online. They Call Me The Fizz says PS Plus Premium feels more, lo- more like the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack um, instead of Game Pass. Uh, fair comparison? Um, I think it remains to be seen. So um, one, another Yeah, I mean, really it isn't good- available yet, is it, obviously? I think what's what's really good about Xbox Game Pass, right, is that I could stick in, or Xbox in general, I can stick in my disc of Panzer Dragoon Auto, which is a game that came out in the early 2000s, and I can play it in 4K at a better frame rate than it ever, ever had. Now, Sony haven't made it very clear what they're going to do with the PS1 and PS2 games here. If mm-hmm. they said, if they turned around and said, right, so what we've done is we've run it for a really good emulator, and what we're getting here is upscaled footage, so 4K, and because of the extra grunt of the PS5, we can make everything run at 60 frames per second. I'm fully in. That is brilliant. I would absolutely want that. That would be closer to the Game Pass thing than it would be Nintendo Switch Online. If they just put the ROMs, and this is most likely what's going to happen, by the way, if they just put the ROMs on their store and said, right, it's only part of the subscription, you cannot buy them otherwise, then that's the Nintendo Switch Online model. And you'd be absolutely right. That's a fair comparison. So, balls in their court. You don't, it'd almost be a bit silly for Sony to go down that route. You know, they'd make more money, surely, giving you the option. Yeah, you know I mean, someone like me that comes along that would normally buy it, and I'm like, oh, wicked! I need insert game here. I don't know, um, <laughs> Jack and Dexter really quickly for a video or whatever, and I'll quickly buy it because it makes it easier for video recording or whatever. Um, it, it, it's it's in their interest to do that, surely. Yeah, it is. Um, but then again, you've also got like, I mean, that's 340 PS1, PS2, uh, PS3, PS4 games, PSP, PS4 games right there. In mm. addition to what you're already getting with like 400 of a back catalogue of PS4 and PS5 games, which include the likes of Returnal, Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man Miles Morales. So while they're not going for like... you got Returnal as well. I know you're a big fan yeah, of that. Yeah, I love Returnal. While they're not going for the brand new new, uh, as in like you're not going to get Horizon... Uh, sorry, what's an upcoming Sony game? Uh, the new Spider-Man on day one. Mm-hmm. you're getting access to stuff which is less than six months old on on this thing and that's pretty fair i like to think yeah um, considering the quality of a lot of these games um i was having a bit of a discussion with uh with my uh colleagues over at playstation country earlier and um we were discussing is this a good thing or a bad thing and i think we're all just like kind of resting at pleasantly surprised the most um the most like biggest thing is do we want them to copy what Microsoft are doing one-to-one? And the general consensus was no. We do not want them to copy what Microsoft is doing in terms of new releases because Microsoft's releases are being geared towards them being put on Game Pass. And as a result, you're getting what is cons- what I've always kind of described as Netflix versus cinema. Yeah. And that is... Netflix content is really good. They churn it out. Um, you get lots and lots of it, but you get the impression it's a bit cheaper um, and also probably a little less than it could have been. 
as opposed to cinema, which is an event. You know, it's Avengers Endgame. It's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. what Sony are very much known for. They they bring out a game, everyone talks about it for a good good while, and they're usually considered pretty high grade, uh, high grade stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I can see what Sony's gone for here and I don't think it's that bad of a deal. I'm just hoping for uh some answers to that what they're going to do with those PS2 ROMs. Uh are they going to do something really exciting with them or they're just going to be PS2 ROMs with no upscaling? Remains to be seen. It does. It does. I think they could totally go down the route of making them better, but um like you say with the old 60 frames a second and all that, I I can't imagine it's going to be hard in this day and age. Um, and obviously that sort of thing always depends on the, the type of um, uh, uh, game that they're going to be putting out. Obviously, one-on-one fighters are always going to struggle in that regard compared to Tomb Raider Underworld or something to that effect, you know, um, just because that's the type of game it is. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear more about this. Um, I'm not that person. That, that buys into these sort of things i have done in the past and the reason i stopped doing it actually the only one i do do actually i'll tell a lie is um is a uh, nintendo switch um but it's peanuts isn't it for the low end it's something like 15 yeah. a year or something um uh yeah the only reason i don't is because sony sent me an email i remember and it's like this is how long you've pl- much you've played on the playstation this year and it was something like 14 hours thank you for <laughs> being a great playstation fan i was like yeah i'm cancelling this <laughs> it was ridiculous it was ridiculous um but yeah there you go i i i play games all the time but i don't really play them online i'm a i'm a loner i, I play yeah. uh my own you know um uh yeah so yeah there you go and there's there's also a couple of other things i want to be i want answered i hope that we'll get answers before june when this launches and that is um like if I own the games where I've previously... I've used the same PlayStation account since the PSP. Um, One second. Sorry, yeah, carry on. Yeah. If I was to... Um, if I was to have yeah. like downloaded a ton of PSP games, i.e. when Plus first came out, would I then be able to continue downloading and playing them without the use of this online subscription? Uh, and then likewise, um, if I... can Can I in any way use physical media in the future because how good would it be if they just turned around and said this is an emulator um we don't know how well it's going to work for everything but go ahead go nuts pull out your ps2 back catalog chuck a disc in and play tony hawk's pro skater 4 you know how good would that be um and it's always a problem when you're dealing with things like this because you're never going to get tony hawk's pro skater 4 even though it's one of the best games that you want to play. That's the game you remember playing on the PS2. But because of the soundtrack licensing, you'll never see it ever again. Unless, absolutely. of course, Activision changed their tune. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I would, I would absolutely love for that to be a thing that can happen. But uh, I, I, I don't see it happening. Maybe it will evolve in the future. But uh, hopefully, we'll, um, hopefully we'll see something along those lines for the physical stuff. But yeah, interesting. Indeed. Absolutely. So, Sorry, I was just sorting something out my end. I was uh, just helping uh, something here. Okay. There we no go. worries. Um, cool. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, like I say, it's uh, <laughs> it's not for me, but I, I am happy to see that you know uh, Sony is uh, uh, is jumping in on what many people believe is like the ultimate thing to do with um, 
uh, the, the, this Game Pass thing, you know. Uh, in fact, I'm actually going to start a poll up for anybody who's watching live. Um, so we've got a little 10-minute poll there. We'll talk about that a little bit more. But that, that topic came in at the very last minute for us. Um, uh, otherwise, it would have made <laughs> the thumbnail. But we've still got six topics plus all the extras to go through. Have yeah. we not? We do. So this week on the podcast, you know, the podcast that started about uh, 20 minutes ago, um, we have Bloodborne Carts. Finally, it's coming. The meme is real. (laughs) The meme is real. And I'll tell you what, the footage I've seen is fantastic. It looks like the twisted metal sequel that we've always deserved. Um, Next up, we talk about Spirits Unleashed, uh, which is the latest Ghostbusters game. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario 64 Guide. I don't know if anybody saw this before Nintendo decided to kibosh it, um, but it's an absolutely stunning little um, artistic strategy guide made for the N64 Classic. Um, but Nintendo, of course, being Nintendo, decided that they were going to get the lawyers out. Next, uh, after that, we talk about uh, um, Shatter, which is my favorite Arkanoid clone. It, ever it had created. to go in there. That was for Grizzly. This is for Grizzly. I- Absolutely. So I've talked about Shatter a few times um, and uh, I played a bit of it on the charity stream. I absolutely love this game and mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised to see that it got resurrected um, by Netflix, of all people. Some sad news this week. Um, we talk about Ukraine. Um, so th- this is by no means the most important thing, uh, important piece of news to come out of Ukraine in the past week. However, uh, it is relevant to this podcast. We talk about the Retro Gaming Museum uh, in Ukraine, which has unfortunately been destroyed as part of the Russian advance. Um, And then lastly, we talk about the Wipeout PS1 and PC source code getting released online. Absolutely. Very nice. Absolutely. So yeah, we've got quite a few things to go through tonight. Um, and as you said, let's start off with Bloodborne Cart finally becoming a reality. Now, obviously, we're not talking about the newer Bloodborne, as in newer, the newer version of the game. Yeah. We're, but we're talking about the well, I suppose this is the newer version, is it? The PlayStation One D make. Uh, so it's, of, it's, of the, uh, so it's yeah. funny. It went from being a PlayStation exclusive to becoming um, the PC getting two bloodborne games one of which is completely new so this is bloodborne carts uh long-standing rumor uh for the game uh usually like said as a joke like saying mm-hmm. how can we uh how can we move on this franchise how can we make a sequel uh let's make it cart racer the absolute <laughs> diametric opposite of what bloodborne actually is um but the person behind uh bloodborne ps1 demake which actually released and is playable uh, right now. It is. Is uh, it's making Bloodborne carts, and I gotta say, it looks amazing. So it's a, it's looking to be a bit of a combat racer. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, they've they've created like arena style shenanigans. Um, let me send you another video. I've got the real real attacking yeah. gamer link there that had some more information from what I remember. So let me just. Uh, I'll, I'll pop you a link because this is this literally came out again after I put everything together. So okay. uh, it's, it's a Twitter post from the creator Lilith, um, who says, "Someone please stop me! I'm supposed to be making a kart racer, but I gave the motorcycle hunter a gun and coded an auto system." And dot dot dot. It is amazing. It truly is amazing. This is like beyond the typical D make or the hacking that we usually see. 
they are making a fully fl- fully fledged like engine here. <laughs> it's truly insane to look at. Yeah. I'd be, I mean, I, like you say, it's is, is its own engine. It would be surprising, uh, exciting to see what if, if they allow this engine to be used by other people, what other demakes we get um, and what other stupid projects we get as well like this. Uh, <laughs> because it is a stupid project, but um, one that we very much think should continue on. More yeah. of this, please. So people at home, just quickly describing what we're seeing on the screen. Um, there's a very, very divery, a PS1 version of Bloodborne um the hunter on a motorcycle that resembles a steampunk version of the akira motorcycle and they're currently um doing wheelies and donuts around an arena while shooting at various bloodborne style enemies so there mm-hmm. you go. it's it's impressive really really impressive um michael no no nobody needs a ballon d make thank you <laughs> um they need that game to be finished first Surely. When do you think it's going to happen one day? Because I always say uh, everything that's bad within the world of gaming, uh, it eventually becomes cool. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know, or, 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 that, that's the obvious example for me. Uh, the Bubsy games. Oh, no, I always like them. I'm like, well, no, that's just you then, obviously. Has anyone... That, that's just me, yeah. I think that's just me. I don't think anybody's actually truly said that. Um <laughs> But there's a hardcore community for the Mario Brothers movie, and you couldn't find one person to say a good thing about that. You know, no, I couldn't. There's a hardcore community around the Sonic 06 games, and they're bad, and that's coming from like a hardcore Sonic fan, even myself. But I, I, don't I like get them. the impression that those are people who just don't know any better, whereas the Super Mario Brothers movie guys are just being contrarian. They've got to be, surely. <laughs> that's the only reason. It's the so, only viable reason. So when's Balan Wonderworld, uh, Wonderland, whatever, going to become? Uh, you know, no, actually, I understand what uh, uh, what he was going for here. I actually think it's a really good idea. No, I, I I get it now. I can't believe everyone didn't get it back in the day. That's what I put. If you <laughs> yeah, I grew up. Gonna... I grew up playing Balan Wonderworld. It's the only <laughs> game. It's the only game I had access to. And I'll tell you what, I did it 110, percent and I play it every year as as homage to. No, nobody's going to say that ever. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's um. But anyway, yeah, they're they're making a kart racer or kind of like a battle kart racer game. Uh, as as someone puts in here, Bloodborne meets um Road Rash. Probably the best way of explaining it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to see. Part. I want to see some more linear tracks where they're actually doing Road Rash style gameplay. This looks like a game I genuinely would have loved back in the day, like Vigilante 8, if anybody remembers that one. Oh, yeah. I wanted to do a yeah. complete history on that. I just couldn't find decent enough history about it. I was going to follow on from my Twisted Metal history, that was. But uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. But uh, I mean, hey, I like that this sort of thing happens. Am I going to put the time in and play it? Maybe on a stream. Maybe on a stream. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous that it exists. Yeah. What a world we live in. What go a world play we the- live in. Seriously, though, everyone, uh, go play the Bloodborne D-Make. Uh, it is available to play, and it's through uh, this Twitter account. Um, I might stick an extra link in the podcast description so you can give it a go. Yep, absolutely. But very absolutely. impressive stuff. Exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Right, guys, let's move over to a topic a number two, which is... Ghostbusters. There's Mario. Ghostbusters. Are we going to Ghostbusters? Yes, it is. Okay, I've, I missed that one then. Let me open yeah. that up. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair I, could, I could totally see why. <laughs> no, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this. So, um, 
Ghost Corps, the people that look after the Ghostbusters license, uh, responsible for both of the recent Ghostbuster movies of the last, what, five or six years? Uh, the yes. good one and the not so good one. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we both did that then. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're, 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 they're putting the license officially to a new game. And um, it's a bit of a Left for Dead team work along co op shoot 'em up y type game. Uh, yeah. I love the look of it. I think it looks stunning. Yeah, it kind of gives me the vibes of that Xbox 360 game that they launched um, back in 2009, and that was really good. Um, but this is from the guys who made Predator Hunting Grounds. So mm. I am... It's a, it's a bit... Uh, yeah. So it's a four versus one multiplayer game, which does seem to be the new Battle Royale, doesn't it? I mean, we're talking about yeah. that... We were talking about that um, Evil Dead game not too long ago. We had Friday the 13th. We had Predator Hunting Grounds. We had Evolve. They, it, it seems to me that they always seem to be that middleware, like trip, you know, double A, like gaming cate- category tier. And they either do really, really well Friday the 13th or really, really poorly Predator Hunting Grounds. Unfortunately, yeah. these guys belong to the latter. Uh, so I'm hoping that they do something good here. Uh, but yeah, I'm not holding my breath. What I, what does interest me is that it seems to be following on from Ghostbusters Afterlife, and anyone who's seen the film will understand what we mean by that. I'm not going to spoil it here, but it yeah. does look to me like they're actually continuing the story in universe with mm. this game, and that that's kind of exciting as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as I, I already said, I think this is the best Ghostbusters has ever looked in a video game. It's it's a not it's it's not a me game. I did play Left 4 Dead back in the day, but obviously you had things like Friday the Thirteenth. Um, you've got the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game coming out, which looks very similar, and yep. uh, the Ash versus Evil Dead or whatever they're calling it, whatever the Evil Dead game is that's coming out that looks again very similar to it. Um, they're games that I'm going to follow crazily. Like I'm going to be keeping a mental eye on these games so, so much because I think they, they they continue on with the franchises in such a brilliant way. However, um, they're just not my cup of tea. Um, I would much rather personally, uh, you know, we had that Ghostbusters video game that came out and obviously had the remastered one as well uh, of, of that Ghostbusters video game, which is essentially the third movie before we got a third movie. Um, I would want more of that personally. Yeah. Uh, but no, hey... Uh, I think this looks all right. People seem to like those games, hence why they keep putting as many horror licenses licenses to them as they can. So I'm all right for it. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just not for me. I'd rather... What what, what about the old Super Nintendo 2D uh, platformer ones? Give me another one of them. You know what? <laughs> I feel like they're missing a right trick here. So I was just thinking to myself, like, why would, why would you do Ghostbusters in a four versus one action game? And it just hit me. This mm. is a family friendly franchise is it not so this yeah. is the family friendly version of friday the 13th and it's done with that kind of level of license so that's yeah. one reason um but i do feel like they're missing a trick how cool would it be if you had like a ghostbusters game open world which is not something i'm particularly too fond of but an open world ghostbusters game where you go around i don't know busting ghosts and instead <laughs> of like doing like these these gallery shooters where there's just tons and tons of ghosts in a straight line that you need to like, need to put in traps that you go to 
a house or you get called out and you have to go and catch a ghost and each of the ghosts have different approaches that you need to take that yeah. would be pretty damn swell but unfortunately i don't think they have the patience or the 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 want to do that that's a real shame isn't it i think mm. that'd be really cool um what? apparently there's a there's a dragon ball version of this type of game coming as well yes there is isn't there damn yeah this, this is the thing i don't understand the versus one aspect so the versus one part is someone could take control of like a master ghost it could be slimer it could be a, a gozer type character and you're like controlling where all of the ghosts go i don't know but that sounds to me like it's just a bit of a shoehorn I feel like four people playing as Ghostbusters against AI opponents would just be fine. Like Aliens Fire Team, which is another one. Mm. Um, yeah, that that seems like a better approach to me. Just get people, four people playing against AI opponents and make the AI opponents dynamic, like Left 4 Dead. Um, rather than having them all like player controlled, which could even easily make or break it break an experience. And what happens when like people realise that oh the ghost is more fun to play or the Ghostbusters are more fun to play, and you get stuck playing as the ghosts? Mm -hmm. Ah, that's what always kind of ruins these games to me. Yeah. yeah. Did you play through the uh, the the Ghostbusters video game, the uh, essentially the third movie that came out? Oh, I did. Probably close it was to ten years ago. It was really well done, and it's probably a better Ghostbusters three than Afterlife was. Certainly, two thousand sixteen. But I liked Afterlife. That's only because I'm stuck in nostalgia, you know, ape brain, and I I need to have Bill Murray, uh, Zeddemore, um, uh, Ernie Hudson, Harold Rames, you know, and Dan Aykroyd all together, like, quipping mm -hmm. off of each other. That's what Ghostbusters is to me. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and absolutely, yeah. The, the, <coughs> it's it's the dynamic of the characters, isn't it? And, and you know... It, I, I still believe to this day that Ghostbusters was a mistake, a a, a brilliant mistake. Um, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be um, uh, another very famous uh, actor uh, playing the, uh, the 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 black Ghostbuster role. Eddie Murphy was supposed to play that That's role, it, yeah, originally. Uh, and then for whatever reason, he he said no, or he pulled out scheduling. I'm assuming, uh, and that um, uh, they got the other guy in their place, and then. Uh, Bill Murray came in and then Bill Murray ended up taking all of the good lines away from what Eddie Murphy's character was going to be. Um, and uh, it just wouldn't have been the same. It would not have been the same with, uh, with, with Eddie Murphy. in. I'm, I'm sure it would have been an okay movie, but it wouldn't have had the legs. I don't think that, that Ghostbusters has now. And you, you go back and watch the original movie. Now it, it's still a perfect movie. Uh, I watched Ghostbusters two for the first time in probably 20 years recently and i was like okay it's actually i i'm starting to understand why people don't like it because it, it it's a nothing movie compared to the first um yeah. and then everything you watch afterwards even afterlife and I, I i did enjoy afterlife but i enjoyed it because i'm a fan not because it's a brilliant movie on in its own right for people that are getting introduced to ghostbusters in my opinion um it's such an obscurely weird film for people that don't know the history behind ghostbusters it's so strange and weird yeah there's so many references it, it's weaponized nostalgia for sure yeah but i mean i i, I also felt that with I, I find that with a lot of when they bring a lot of franchises back even even that ghostbusters free game i mean there was there was a whole state puff marshmallow uh battle in that yeah um and technically a sequel doesn't need that they do that to try and Remember this? Remember? Yeah, and at least in in the case of the game, you had the excuse of saying, "Right, well, you saw the movie. Now you get to now you get to beat Stay Puffed yourself." 
Mm. You know, that that's exciting. People want to do that. They that that's kind of what they picture when they play a Ghostbusters game. And it's yeah. a relatively short part of the game and there's plenty more to go with it. Um I get where you're going with this. They kind of repeat a lot, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like ev- even Ghostbusters two has the same structure as the first film. And they've never really seemed to be shaken free of that. And that's what I kind of like about this. Because they they yeah, they have Dan Aykroyd, yeah, they have Ernie Hudson. Potentially the uh, potentially uh, Bill Murray as well. You haven't seen him yet, um, and it seems to be carrying on a story, and it's not entirely reliant on those guys. It's yeah. just going to continue. It's in our universe, absolutely. So this is the first time we'll we'll see that in action. Yeah, yeah. I tell you another um, franchise that I absolutely adore. One of my all-time favorite franchises that also fell prey to the uh, uh, let, let, let's bring it back nostalgia wise rather than bring it entirely new levels um sonic mania i yeah freaking love that game half of it though is recycled content not because they're lazy but because they want to try and bring them back in nostalgia wise um would i have preferred an entirely brand new game um yes but i can't deny that i was buzzing when i heard uh, uh remixes and uh, of levels and music of you know classic classic zones uh you know the um chemical plants and what have you um it just it just happens if we had 2d sonic games all the way up to sonic mania sonic mania would not be half um uh, half recycled uh, uh content um yeah yeah and uh, I, I could have done yeah. without i could have done without um green hill zone again I, I don't know about you guys i know it has to kind of be there as as a sonic thing but at the but it didn't time... do it with sonic 3 that was a brilliant first level the old mushroom level uh yeah, Sonic Three Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a great one. Um, I just wish uh, Green Hill Zone wasn't in Sonic Mania and Sonic Generations and the other ones. <laughs> you know, it's just it's kind of been done. But then again, that's that's a perfect analogy because Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters is the Green Hill Zone of you know Sonic. It's just it has to be there at some point. You know, it, it you can't escape it because it is so iconic. Yeah. Um. So I can I, iconic a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've gone off topic. Regardless, the new Ghostbusters looks fantastic. Um. Yeah. Uh, it's graphically, good. it's not the game I would want. Uh. But it's the game I'm definitely going to be following and keeping a close eye on. I really, really hope the gameplay lives up to other games in this same genre that 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 have completely nailed it. Um. However, the uh, the, the the genre is definitely becoming oversaturated. Yeah. Keep it Ghostbusters. Do, just just lean heavily into that universe. Make it work. That's mm-hmm. all this really needs to do. Make it more than just a flavor. Yep. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Ah, quality stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Right, now we're actually going to go to the topic which I thought was part number two, but in actual fact, it's number three. And it's not, it's not good news because, uh, you know, one of the big, 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 big retro companies, that being Nintendo, have gone and done a typical Nintendo thing. And it's uh, it's sad. It's sad. But are they in their rights to do this very thing? What are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that Nintendo have sent another C and D. Is it actually a C and D? Yeah, it's a cease and desist. Um, right. But so what they did. Uh, so this guide, uh, which is from 1996, released mm-hmm. only in Japan, uh, with some of the best art possible. Oh, it's um, stunning. Yeah. Um, 
was uploaded to archive.org. It's a very rare thing to find. You 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 don't find very many print copies still existing and in decent condition. So somebody went to the trouble of scanning it all and stick it up on archive.org uh, to share it with everyone. Um, because let's just face it, uh, it wasn't getting reprinted. Um, it was only ever localized into in Japan, and it's from 1996. So you know there was no real, no real uh, like danger of it being re-released anytime soon. However, yeah. Nintendo just kiboshed it from the from the archive.org platform. So what we're showing on screen uh, for any podcast listeners out there is the screenshots of the uh, strategy guide. So instead of doing like a typical strategy guide thing where they do screenshots of the game in running, bearing in mind that the hardware back then wasn't as good. Instead, mm-hmm. the guys who made this, they made little claymation dioramas of each of the <laughs> stages and they've highlighted where all of the stars could be found, what you need to do to get those stars. It's freaking and awesome. It is so cool. I mean, I'd love it if somebody found these models somewhere. Oh, man, right? yeah. Do you reckon they exist? Uh, probably not, no. I've, I've, I think they're long gone. I've yeah. seen people create models like clay models out of the N64 levels. So I'm guessing the you know benefit of having polygonal levels is that you can. Um, but um, yeah, it's just a shame. Sam, why didn't so, why didn't Nintendo add this to the Mario? Um, what was it? The the Super Mario 3D All Stars game. Exactly. Why didn't they add it to uh, the online subscription service as like little bonus extras? I cannot, I mean, I am not a developer and I am sure there's probably legal rights behind some of this. Um, and you have got to take that sort of stuff into account. Um, you know, and I don't know how long it would take to put in 50, 60 images, scanned images into a yeah. game. But I'd be, you're, you're I'd be right. so surprised that they, they wouldn't own the rights to this. You're absolutely right. This is the same kind of thing, right? So who remembers Sonic Mega Collection back in the day? Um, oh yeah and even sonic jam as well one of the best like retro gaming compilations of its time because it gave you more than just the games it gave you like a gallery it it shows you their love for the franchise and Mm -hmm. introducing you to like all kinds of things like unimagine how many kids would have bought into the archie sonic the comic um as a result of checking out the the cover pages on in the gallery that was in Sonic Mega Collection, mm. this is the kind of thing you add for free into your legacy, your anniversary thing. And then Son- uh, Mario All Stars, it had the game slightly upscaled, yeah, fair enough, but it was the game and the soundtrack which you cannot export. That yeah. is, it just makes you realize how poor that offering was. It really was. What, it isn't the worst they've yeah. done. They did the uh, obviously for the anniversary of Super Mario All Stars for the, the Wii. They really literally put the ROM on a CD and sold it to you, uh, which is easily the worst thing they've done. But I've always been a little bit butthurt anyway uh, <laughs> about the yeah. way uh, Nintendo treat their um, you know classic franchises, uh, primarily Mario. Mario, uh, but how excited Nintendo fans become over that sort of thing. I mean, the 3D All-Stars thing was a no-brainer for me. Um, you know, my son's working his way through. He's only six, but he's worked uh, seven in a couple of days. Um, uh, his way through the classic uh, 3D games, and he really wanted to play Mario, Mario 64. He'd seen on YouTube videos. I went, I'll get that for you. You know, it was just perfect. Um, 
And uh, I actually remember enjoying Mario Sunshine until I played it again and realized actually it isn't as good as I remember. But um, yeah, that's just the way they always do it. And I remember even for the Game Boy Advance, you know, they, they would put one of their old games, stupidly named, and put it on the Game Boy Advance. What did they call them? They were so badly named. They were terribly named. Uh, Super Mario uh, Advance. Let me find Yes, this. you're right. Yeah. Christ. GBA. Super Mario uh, Advance, Super Mario Advance, like Super Mario World Advance, Super Mario, blah, blah, blah. There we go. Yeah. Super Mario World 2, Super Mario Advance. No, Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2 is the name of the game. Yeah, that's it's, it. Yeah. And then you've got Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> that's what they called it. That is what they called it. It was so ridiculous. And yet... They would get insanely good reviews. I mean, they deserve good reviews because they're good games, but that's all yeah, you're getting on there. Yeah. That's all you're getting on there. You get that, virtually nothing else. And then um, Sega would release a compilation, like Sonic Mega Collection, which would have like a, a stupid amount of games on it. And like, yeah, but it's just it's just the same old games again. Like, uh, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even remember what the topic was now. I've just kicked off a lot. Um, <laughs> Mario 64 guide. Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, come on, Nintendo. This is not hard for you to get this sort of stuff. I mean, again, I hate saying it's not hard to do that because I don't know what what goes into this sort of thing, but I can't imagine this is hard for you to do this sort of thing. Yeah. Naughty, naughty. It angers me. Um, people love this stuff, man. You, you got, like, you got prime material here. If Nintendo wanted to release, like, a, a how to make Mario in clay and they released all of this, like, N64 stuff, I mean... <laughs> These, they, they clearly do care about their legacy. I mean, they released the Mario 64 Lego set recently. Mm. Uh, that's of all of the games they could have picked. The Mario 64 Lego, Mario 64 Lego set, as opposed to Mario Bros or Super New, Nintendo. Or, yeah. It just boggles the mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really does. It, why do they hate this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bizarre one because obviously they know that the hardcore fans and the retro fans are going to go buy those old games. So they've already got their market right there. Yeah. All they've got to do is add this. But there you go. It's a shame. It's a shame. Um, shout out to Vitas Varnas. Actually says the Super Mario Advance games were actually developed on new engines. Fair play. Fair play. Um, it's nothing extra, though. That's That was my issue with it, um, really. Ah. It's still sad, Super sad, Mario sad. Brothers 3, let's be fair now. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's not a bad thing. They're obviously fantastic games, some of the best platformers for their time, and, and, and you know, legendary, inspiring to other games, without a doubt. But it's, 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 it's the age-old Nintendo thing. We've brought it up multiple times on this podcast. They will just continue to sell you the exact same thing with nothing extra. And uh, you, Nintendo fans, and me, obviously, I've been there, and I, I, I'm... I'm um, guilty we'll just go and buy it you are the junkies and they are the pushers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it that's it <sighs> also what i don't like is I, I think they just ruin it whenever they put uh whatever the name of the system is at the end of the game title mario 64 super mario brothers we uh no super mario brothers you things like that because whenever they re-release it it ends up becoming a really stupid name um yeah. what was the one they had there uh mario 64 DS was that out what it was called? Mario sixty four. Super I, I Mario sixty four DS. I kind of get why they do it. It's to show you like this is Super Mario, but for the for the N sixty four. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason they do it, um, or did it. But yeah, Super Mario sixty four DS. Yeah, just looks weird at that stage, doesn't it? 
Yeah. They didn't. Uh... That's, that's a prevailing theory. Um, as much as Nintendo <laughs> really hate their past, it seems, they're really bad at planning their future as well. And that's why, like, out of all of the retro consoles, um, the the Nintendo ones are the worst to get playing on modern systems because they they didn't have any thought or consideration for resolutions up upscaling beyond that generation. Mm-hmm. Play Mega Drive in RGB mode. It looks stunning today. Dreamcast, Sega Saturn, all the same. NES, Super Nintendo, and N64, they look horrible on a HD TV, and they will always look horrible on a HD TV. And N64s never look good. Um... <laughs> it's another week, another podcast, another time, another opportunity for me to kick off about no, how much no, I hate no, I'm gonna, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say, I spared you the Zelda Ocarina of Time. By the way, that <laughs> PC port is actually out now. Uh, enjoy that, guys. I spared him from that, so I didn't have to hear that diatribe again. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Poops me. Go. And one last example. If you want to get the old, uh, really good uh, Mario Brothers 2D game that was on the Wii U for the Switch, all you have to do is buy new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe for the Switch. It's like, what? (laughs) So broken. So broken. Um, At at, at this stage, though, I'd be angry if they didn't do it because it's just so stupid. Um, And so Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this again because there's a Mario game coming up with a silly name, uh, which we talk about. But before we get into that, let, let's 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 breathe. Let's breathe and talk about Netflix users um, possibly, uh, well, definitely getting Shatter, yes, uh, on arcade and possibly coming um, to consoles as well. And I'm gonna let you take this, man, because I know how much you love Shatter, and I discovered Shatter when I watched you play it on your live stream. I had not heard of that game before, and I want to play it now. Yes, well, if you have a Netflix subscription, you can, because Shatter, the best Arkanoid clone that you've never played before, is now available uh, through the Netflix app on mobile. I've got to say, uh, Shatter is absolutely brilliant, and I'm probably overhyping it ever so slightly. So let me just. You love it. You are a hardcore champion for that game. So um, on the PS3, back in the day when they were trying to compete with Xbox Live Arcade and not many people really bothered like buying ps3s because they were like 425 quid this was one of their games that they they kind of like showcased to say right yeah we can do indie games too and it's fantastic it genuinely is absolutely brilliant it's up there with like super rocket um powered battle cars which Mm -hmm. later became rocket league um another ps ps3 exclusive indie game um but what you're looking at is arkanoid with uh, very space agey graphics, a bit of Geometry Wars style visuals, mm-hmm. um, coupled with like push and pull functions, so you can actually curve the um, trajectory of the ball. Um, it's got boss battles, which take advantage of those mechanics, and one of the best recorded soundtracks I've ever heard in an indie game of this type. Really, I honestly, most of you probably do have a Netflix subscription because, I don't know, Better Call Saul is coming back on April 18th and I know I'm one of those people. So just hearing that Shatter was returning um, was just music to my ears. I didn't even realise that Netflix Netflix's game section was really existing at this point, although in hindsight I should have known because they got that Stranger Things game and all of those. Um, 
but yeah, there's I, I went on there. There's a bunch of games on there. They're buying up studios left, right, and center. Yeah, and uh, I'm so happy to see that this boy's back. The only problem is, of course, is that it only plays on mobile, and I really hope. And I've heard that there is a possibility of that changing. There's a reset era thread um, on Shatter, uh, which has been going since the game came out. Um, only ten pages long, but there's a you know a strong um, a strong and dedicated fan base to this. And uh, that the the, the, uh, the developers have kind of gave given a bit of a wink and a nudge. So it looks like we might see this return uh, on yeah. consoles with. Um, good control but i will say it works incredibly well on mobile i mean it's arkanoid you just drag your finger top to bottom or left to right i mean, you had to go on it on exactly. the uh, mobile have you i have yeah it's it's really good um there's a couple of things that are a bit weird about it i've got to say um so the ps3 game it kind of had a bit more of a 3d aesthetic to it so like each of the blocks were more, were like cubes floating in space and everything now looks a bit more 2d but there mm-hmm. is absolutely nothing that harms the gameplay here. Um, right. It's still as solid and fun as it was. So Quality. Yeah. Quality. So um, what I will say about the whole mobile gaming thing is I, I, I've always n- not minded mobile games. I've, I've, I've even liked mobile games in some aspects. Um, the problem is with mobile games is, um, you know, we always complain about the fact that, you know, you've got to remind people that there are actually good Wii games out there. You just got to look for them. Um, because there's a billion Wii games. Um, there's even more mobile games. And unfortunately, the majority of mobile games out there are terrible, uh, just because there is so, so many. Add your stream library, add your Wii library, add them all together, and you still haven't got anywhere near the amount of mobile games that are out there. So, I mean, if this was, if, if mobiles uh, were Nintendo systems, people would absolutely love them, because you just need to find the people that are making the right games that are using the, the, the touchscreen to the best of their ability, rather than just you know making streets of rage a mobile game or whatever you know with buttons on the screen it doesn't really work you need to take the the the, the platform uh, uh you, you, you use you use the touchscreen to the for the right um uh, for the to make the right sort of game and uh, when i heard about netflix actually having their own games i went and checked them out and they're actually some really really high quality awesome games i went and had a look through them and there's like a weird little golfing game i've been playing recently uh, there's like a weird where where's wally type game um which is so hard and so so frustrating but i really enjoyed that I, I i'm really excited for the future of what netflix does for mobile gaming i think it sounds pretty awesome actually i hope they advertise it more because most people don't even know it's a thing um yeah but- uh, on, in the mobile space, I think they're definitely uh, games that are worth checking out. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's not just another ripoff of an Angry Bird game. You know, there are actually some yeah. really good games out there. Um, and uh, Netflix, whoever's running that Netflix game, seem to be finding them from the ones I've tried at least. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I've got faith in this coming to console. They they've done it with the Stranger Things uh, games. That's right. Yeah, they did. So. Uh... Yeah, every hope that this will be a thing um, going forward. And I'd love to see what else they kind of dig up because there's a lot of indie games that will just get lost to the years otherwise. So Mm -hmm. that's what Shatter was always in danger of doing, apart from thankfully also being available on Steam in its original form. Um, This is just great to see. I I love the fact that the module and Sid He guys, uh, they're the developers, are are getting the love they deserve on a, on a whole different level and people who've never heard of shatter before will just pick it up because it's part of their subscription and give it a go and probably end up loving it so yeah. that's well great. now you've told me it's coming on a uh, steam that is definitely a game i'm going to be playing on my steam deck because it looks like the perfect game for that 
Yes, absolutely. Play Shatter, everyone. Everyone play Shatter. Do it. <laughs> he yeah. loves it. He, he loves it. After. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good news, good news. Uh, <laughs> let's... Oh, we've got some bad news now. I haven't missed anything here, have I? No, we're moving into the yeah. Retro Gaming Museum in Ukraine. Now, guys, obviously, with the amount of terrible things that are happening in Ukraine right now, uh, the fact that a museum for retro computers... Um, basically being destroyed, uh, bombed, um, is nowhere near the top of the list when it comes down to the, the, the terrible stuff that's happening in there. You've got schools, hospitals, uh, nurseries. Um, uh, I think there was like a, a, a theatre that actually had people that hiding out in there that got taken down. This is incredibly small scale, but we are obviously a retro oh, gaming yeah. podcast, so obviously we're... We're, we're, we're just bringing this news uh, to you guys. And it's obviously incredibly sad news as well. Um, shout out to um, Lord Ars on Twitter, who actually uh, I think was the main person that really broke it uh, to the wider audience here. But um, yes, um, the Computer Museum in Ukraine, uh, which is a privately owned collection of 500 items of retro computing. It's been going for about 20 years. Um, it's under rubble now. Yeah. This sucks. This absolutely sucks. So the uh, the guy um, the guy who owns it, Dmitry Cherepanov, and I apologise if I've mispronounced that name. Um, he's he's been confirmed to be be safe, um, mm -hmm. but unfortunately that has come at the expense of his house and his museum. Uh, he he confirmed uh, alongside Lord Ars that the uh, the museum had been destroyed and all of the uh, the computer inhabit inhabitants. But he seems to be keeping relatively optimistic viewpoint about the future he's had an outpouring of support which he absolutely deserves yeah because yeah we we agree this isn't the most important thing to come out of the news from ukraine but let's just not discount the fact that computer games are now computers and computer games are a cultural artifact it's not it's not just a play thing is it mm -hmm. anymore no, um, no and if we've if we've we've been discussing games as art since well a good decade now easy and at this stage this is our art museum so it's it's worth bringing up um it's a yep. real damn shame that it's that it's an incredible up. shame this isn't the, uh, and and for people out there i mean i'm sure everyone in here would notice this already this is this is a uh, obvious stuff what i'm about to say but for anyone out there that, uh, that, that that might not you know might be a bit more newer to retro gaming or whatever this isn't the same as our okay, cable. Well, this one's gone. Thank God we got the one. Uh, I think there's one in Norwich here in the UK. You know, um, yeah. they're going to be in so insanely, insanely different. This has actual um, uh, artifacts from like the Soviet era, era stuff. In yeah. there, there's some in incredible um, uh, nuggets in there that you just. It's going to be virtually impossible to to replicate and. Um, uh, and it, it, it is a tragedy. It's really, really sad. Uh, and obviously, you know, for Dimitri as well. Um, uh, yeah, oh, it, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. Like, ah, oh, some of this stuff so was bad. like. <laughs> I mean, this, some of this stuff was cobbled together with like military grade hardware. Um, I mean, the Soviet era computers, quite famously, um, Alexei Pajitnov, the 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 man who created Tetris, uh, coded um, coded Tetris on Soviet era uh, on a Soviet computer, and as a result. Tetris belonged to the Soviets, didn't it, at one point? And then that was then sold off as rights to various other game publishers. He never really earned a penny from Tetris up until 
the point that the Soviet uh, the Soviet um, regime collapsed. So mm-hmm. that's the kind yeah, of the, thing the, you were talking about here. Yeah, like when yeah. When, you, when you go to other countries, you ever get the chance to ever go to something like this? It's it's a it's a time capsule to whatever that 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 region uh, was like, as well as obviously documenting other parts of the world as well. But it really gives you an idea of what it was like there. Um, and yeah, it's it's absolute tragedy, real real shame. Uh, I I I hope and pray, and I recommend. I can't imagine he's what listening to the podcast, but I do recommend that uh, Dimitri, when this is all up and running and this is all over, that he does set up a GoFundMe um, if and when that sort of thing does happen, or some kind of uh, a crowdfunding thing uh, to be able to to get back up on his feet and try and revive what is what is out there. Um, uh, if if that sort of thing happens, you can be damn sure there'll be a nice kick-ass stream from me coming, and we can try and support them. Um, but uh, for right now, in in this in this date and time, let's just hope Dimitri stays safe because that is, like you said, the most important thing. Um, and um, it's a tragedy what's happened. It's really really sad, but you know, it's crossed the bridge uh, as and when um, things start to clear, which I hopefully. But hopefully it'll be sooner rather than yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope let's hope it um sorts itself out soon enough. But ah, oh, so so sad, so sad. And as always, guys, let's um massive respect and love to everybody out there in Ukraine. Um terrible, terrible that we're living in these sort of time. Uh, you know, th- th- this sort of stuff is still happening in 2022. Mental. Absolutely mental. Um urgh. there you go. There you go. Uh got to move on from the topic now but it always feels, it feels weird to do so <laughs> it's a strange one it's a strange one yeah much love to dimitri and um yeah, this is irreplaceable this a lot of the stuff in this is irreplaceable so let's hope let's hope something anything really can be salvaged here yeah but i mean i don't know i don't know the state of this um we're just hearing reports we're not seeing any footage really well so mario paul hasn't it hasn't ended well for mario paul ah right let's move yeah. on to another topic here um something a little bit more upbeat actually uh mm. but any, anything else is upbeat but uh this is pretty cool this is this is this is um this is strange and i'm i mean maybe you can shine a bit more light on this because i find this really odd that playstation are allowing this or there's something you know not going on behind the scenes because basically the original wipeout playstation 1 source code has been uh, been released hmm yeah so these are uh people might recognize recognize the name forest of illusion uh mm-hmm. from the podcast before we talked about project deluge a long time ago uh, project deluge was um from private collections um promos uh press demos and all of the all of that good stuff from um the playstation and xbox back catalogs these were all found at like e3 shows and old archives people just amassed this collection of like unreleased material and it seems that they've mm-hmm. got hold of the the wipeout source code straight from Signosis itself um i think uh i don't know if it's like technically legal what they've done um i mean yeah i, I find it really day, hard to understand how they're able to do this i mean this is a, a, a pretty popular franchise that sony owns as far as i'm aware yeah, they they still own the rights to the Wipeout name, and I don't know at to what point they own the code, but um, but yeah, it's it's they they probably found a hard drive from uh, someone who worked at Signosis or maybe brought work home with him, mm-hmm. and they found uh, they found Wipeout, and they said 
they've said in in the uh, in the article that they don't know if it's actually fully buildable. Uh, it might not be co- like fully complete, so you might not be seeing like um, uh, you know the the PC port of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, which coincidentally released recently. Ha ha ha! Got you. Um, <laughs> but it does open that possibility, does it not? So um, it'd be it'd be kind of cool to see like a proper source port for Windows you know brand new one with upscaling uh upscaling graphics of the original wipeout this is uh this is this this is brilliant i love stuff like this um because it means that in some way this is now available in the public domain whether it's legally so or not uh, and it means that people can iterate upon it and get it working maybe get it working better than it ever was or you know present it in a historically you know like maintainable form mm. which can then later be reproduced later on when it become does become public domain yeah that's what the source code is you know now i've said in the past i'm not a big fan of when the the nintendo giga leak happened because when you you got access you got pe- just random people access having access to zelda ocarina of times like very build and that is i don't know that can be somewhat irresponsible but yep. whereas Cygnosis are long gone, you know. Um, unfortunately, they are gone. Um, they're responsible for some of my favorite games behind me. Oh, and um, some, yeah. <clears throat> it, I, I feel like this is kind of justice in a little, in a, in a strange way. Um, you know, people love Wipeout, and it's a, it's an absolute cracking game. I wonder if the soundtrack is part of the source code. That'd be interesting. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. Sorry, I was grinning through that because, <laughs> uh, well, because. <laughs> You can't see what's underneath on the screen, but I'm going to share it for you. A certain thing happened at the Oscars recently. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, someone has done an incredible, incredible edit. And I've got to share it with you guys to check this out. Um, What if it was all a dream? God, we had to get one of these in. (laughs) It just walks right past. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's carry on because this doesn't yeah. work for people listening. <laughs> so basically, it's the Chris Rock slap, but instead of Will Smith uh, slapping Chris Rock, he just <laughs> walks right past Chris. There you go. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> right. Uh, and actually, they, they are our six topics, but that's, it's, that's not all because we've got a few other little things we're going to be chatting yeah, about. Yeah, we've got, we got the and the rest section, but I think this will be a fast track. You, you've, you've been spoiled today, you rotten little piggies. Absolutely. With all of this PlayStation Plus news. So the, the, the most upsetting thing about this next news topic was the fact that it says the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts. Man, that is not even a retro game in my eyes. My yeah. God. I mean, obviously it, it is. It's PlayStation it 2. It kind era, of but... is. We're, we old, dude. We old. <laughs> my God. But yes, as part of the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts, shout out to Ibs if he's still watching, um, uh, who works. Um, yeah, you can get little Tamagotchis of the characters now. Um which is amazing. He's, if I was a hardcore fan, cool, yeah. I would be all over this. All <laughs> over this. As Michael says, keep a small child as a pet and starve it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really think there's much else to say. I can't imagine yeah. hardcore so, collectible pieces these will be, guys. Definitely. I mean, these these are the kind of things uh, they, they so far it's only been announced for Japan. Um but Bandai Namco owns the Tamagotchi name, so I believe we will see this in some form. It's this kind of thing that you would see, like um, at, as a ticket prize at an arcade, 
uh, these days. But yeah, <laughs> looks kind of cool. Uh, they haven't outpriced it, so it's like twenty dollars per piece. Um, oh, is it? So okay. Im- importing them shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think this is the kind of thing that's really cool and collectible, whether I like Kingdom Hearts or not. And as you know, with every Kingdom Hearts game um or anything kingdom hearts related it's actually part of the canon storyline so you're going to miss out no. on a large chunk no <laughs> i hope not all oh, right okay <laughs> it's no this it probably would be knowing knowing square enix and their baffling <laughs> kingdom hearts canon well, um, in the um the collections that came out you got like part one part two and whatever else but one of them had like all of the movies from like maybe the 3ds version it was like several yeah, hours the- long and i'm like wow yeah. you gotta be hardcore and I, I am like a diehard disney fan but i was just like jeez jeez yeah, going, I mean, that, that, those games going, are all gone gone it's going a quantum leap too far i mean like kingdom hearts one isn't even the first like part of the kingdom hearts story that's how weird it gets yeah it's just just insane and it's impenetrable i, I don't forget how... gone yeah i don't know how they ever thought that making such an impenetrable story would ever appeal to like the Disney, the typical Disney fan who like things relatively straightforward. I've always imagined. So yeah, yeah. I, I actually I know that the uh, the game came about because um, they were in the same building, Disney and Square Enix, and then they met in a um, managers or someone high up uh, met in an elevator, and they said, "Oh, we should do a game." Kingdom yeah. Hearts was born. Um, I, but, uh... I remember, like way back, way back when, when the internet was still like fledgling in the UK. One of my mates um, who played a lot of Final Fantasy games and always registered his games. You remember when people did that, registered their games so that they could get um, the you know, fanzines and what have you, or email mm-hmm. newsletters. That was new back then. Anyway, he got sent a survey, and one in one of the surveys it says, "How would you feel if?" cloud from final fantasy 7 met mickey mouse that was like one of the questions on there and wow. uh i i think people kind of said yes it was really weird but it was like one of those like weird focus group surveys and yeah yeah it kind of resulted in all of this very interesting kingdom hearts tamagotchi 112-54 plus 220 after dawn nightly remix of light magic xxxy turbo edition why michael towns end. mate you're a legend. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty much one point five. I remember um, when back when I you have to you used to have to tune in your Sky um, uh, cable for American listeners here in the UK, and um, one of the channels that I tuned into because they had all these weird channels that would just pop up one day. You'd, you'd scroll through and it was like, like a radio station technically, and then a new channel would pop up. And there was like this gaming channel, and what they used to do is they used to take like the most obviously ear-piercing sort of bass hunter sounding uh, uh euro dance music and then put video game footage over no, the top. shall we get larry in for this i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> well yeah yeah and and the thing yeah. was that this is this is our way of seeing a lot of gameplay footage for games that weren't out yet uh, before the days of youtube and yeah. I remember I used to watch, and I'm like, what? The? And, and some games were obvious, you know, they'd show up. And they even showed some older games in there, from what I remember as well, from time to time. But um, some games were obvious, um, and I obviously knew what like Final Fantasy was and, and, and stuff like that. And I, but I remember seeing, like, why is Tarzan, Disney's Tarzan, jumping around with Mickey Mouse? What yeah. is going on? And it was just so confusing whilst listening to music over the top. It was just so, so bizarre. Um, and I also remember Pikmin being shown. I was like, I, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't even know what I'm looking at. This is so weird. 
Um, One of my favorites was uh, Soul Calibur with Fear of the Dark playing in the background. That was always good. <laughs> um, but yeah, what we're talking about there—that's that's a fun bit of history, isn't it? So we're yeah. talking about a channel called Gamers Net Games Network, which was on Sky here in the UK, mm. and it featured a certain guru uh, of did. the Larry variety. Um, <laughs> Back his, I think it was one of his TV debuts. So, you know, it's all Italian owned and very, very weird. But uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Larry uh, was a good part of it. So, absolutely, yeah. Ah, there you go. I've so the next complete history, Andy Norton, stay away. I am not doing a complete history of Kingdom Hearts. I will shoot myself in the face. Like, <laughs> I've no, I, 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 I it's not because I hate them. I think they're actually incredibly well crafted games. But like. The, the, the storyline in RPGs is what gets me normally, and that's normally just on a bog-standard RPG, let alone the Kingdom Hearts series, which is more confusing in any Final Fantasy game. Castle <laughs> like, Evolution oh, is about as complicated as it needs to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Princess is in another castle. If it goes further than that, get out of here. Get out of here. Right. Yes. Uh, oh, talking of RPGs, is some sad news for Shining Force fans. Um, that new Shining Force game, Shining Force Heroes of Light, that's been suspended yeah. and really close to completion. We're talking fire, uh, the, the beta testers testing was about to happen, but nope, not anymore. Let's stop it. It was just costing too much. Yeah. They, um, Sega had uh, licensed out the uh, uh, license to, I believe it's uh, Vespa. I uh, got it very close to completion and now it's gone. It makes you wonder just how many, uh, how many, like, games like this get cancelled without you knowing about it oh yeah Um, this is the first time in a long time i've seen where they've literally said oh sorry too expensive can't do it anymore um even though it's like almost done Mm -hmm. usually that's a kickstarter thing right yeah yeah well i mean like you used to i mean you've had this a lot of the time i mean there was a lot of even back in the mega drive days and stuff like that there were were games that were even completed just never released because it was actually cheaper to not release it when they you know they think it's not going to sell for whatever reason you know it's cost too much up to that point um so i mean this this is a, a an age as old as time tale that happens quite often but uh it, it, it's bonkers because at the end of the day um games are costing more and more to make nowadays this was a game that was coming to mobile if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um so um yeah, in the uh, oh, in the Japanese space, an RPG mobile game, it just it screams money at you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, hey, maybe this was a good thing, uh, but it's as on face value, it's sad that it's happened. Yeah, F- fans of Shining Force series. <sighs> there you go. How sad. How sad. Well, that's something that's happened anyway. Um, <laughs> also, something that's happened. <laughs> Quake Four made into Quake 1. I didn't mind Quake 4. I tell you what, I brought that up recently. Um, maybe in Discord, or, or maybe I was chatting to Larry, I can't remember. I was like, I quite liked Quake 4. And like, oh, really? Really? I thought it was alright. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, they they kind of went a bit doom-free with it. I always They definitely did, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, Quake like it's one of those franchises that goes in really weird directions. So the first one has got really got that gothic citadel thing going on. Mm-hmm. So Quake 2 had the like sci-fi thing and they kind of ran with that for Quake 3 being a multiplayer only game. And then Quake yeah. 4 kind of just sucked all of the uh the fun out of it in my opinion. Um it became it became like almost like a squad shooter. Um it's what they wanted to do to Doom 4 initially, 
and then they were they kind of went oh quake 4 didn't do all that well and it was basically the same thing so that's probably you know rethink this yeah it yeah. had its moments though let's not let's, let's let's not discount that you know it just wasn't you know return to castle wolfenstein good you know it was um yeah it definitely um it, it was a very different approach for 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 it to take and uh, i'm seeing pm ferreira in the chat you know what just before we went live i had a quick look at this again because i haven't played this since it came out and i was like oh yeah i do remember this quite a lot you know i only really played through the game i don't even know if i did play it all the way through but i remember quite enjoying it and i had a look and i was like oh let's have a look at the comments uh and there he is pm ferreira he's in our chat right now i just couldn't say believe it there he is two years ago uh i thought that was quite fun but um yeah i i quite enjoyed quake 4 but hey yeah, it had you want to play it in Quake yeah. One. You can um, now do that thing. Is, is it out yet, or is it coming out? Uh, I believe it's out, and this isn't even the first remake which involves Quake Four, um, because they actually made Quake uh, Quake Four into Quake Two as well. Um, right. so that, that's been out for a while. Um, right. Again, like as long as it removes all of the character talking and all of the melodrama, I'm sure it'd be fantastic. Um, it just you can't go from Quake 1 to 3, all of which were incredibly fast-paced, like first-person shooters, and then make people walk. It's just not going to It's not gonna sit right, is it? Yeah, it, it's a very different game, without a shadow of a doubt. It's a very, very different game. And, and you, you mentioned the comparisons to Doom 3. Yeah, like, it fully is. At the time, I mean, it's been a long time since I've played it, but yeah, it's all coming back now as I'm watching the gameplay footage here. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's... it's it's almost DLC. It's almost DLC for Doom Three, isn't it? It looks so similar. It 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 doesn't really look like a Quake game, <laughs> as in classic Quake games yeah, go. Exactly. It just didn't feel like Quake, and it's a very distinctive feel. I'm glad that they brought that back for uh, for Doom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. But hey, there you go. That's a thing. Uh, talking of stupid Nintendo names, who remembers Wario Land, Super Mario Land Three? Because that's a thing. <laughs> um, uh, well, nice. some awesome awesome uh chap or chap it has um colored it and you can actually play it as a downloadable rom for the game boy color uh, so this which... is actually an up make yeah yeah it's, it's quite impressive um it's the kind of thing that nintendo should have done for you know pretty much anything they could have done it's one of those things that should be like we're saying, like, you know, with Sony, they they should really upscale their games for this new service, you know, make them at least a little bit nicer. Um, uh, Nintendo should be doing that with their online service with things like this. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's really nice. It's not the best colored game, um, but it's really cool. And, and the Wario Land, the classic Wario Land games, uh, although almost criminally easy. Uh, are actually great fun. They're really, really good fun games, and um, this is definitely one of the ones. Um, I think it's the first one I ever completed. Actually, this one. Um, yeah, like I, I always love the Super Mario Land games more than the console variants because I, I love the the crazy places they would go. Like, mm-hmm. if anyone remembers Super Mario Land and the six gold coins, there were like Jason the Voorhees masks walking around with knives in their eyes and what have you. It's just really <laughs> weird. And One of them was like a Lego Lego. Lego. Oh, actually, it wasn't Lego. It was Nintendo's knockoff Lego, wasn't it? Yeah, BNM, it was. B&M, I think, or B&N. Mm. Build, just... Build and Nintendo or something like that it was, yeah. Yeah, and then Super Mario Land, you had very, like, Egyptian themes. You had China themes and all of that. It's just really, really interesting. It took it in different places that you just don't see in the modern things, where it's all very childish and fantastical. Absolutely. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I just got a real, I got a real kick for that. And they kind of keep kept that going with Wario Land, well, mm-hmm. but not the Mario series. And I think that's a damn shame, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, these games are solid, and they don't get as much love as the Mario games. So uh, maybe you should, you know, try and change that. I love really the good. WarioWare games, but it's it's been long overdue now. We need a new proper Wario uh, Wario Land game. I, I enjoyed the Shake Dimensions on the Wii, but I think that's the last one we got. I really like the GameCube game Wario World. Um, Wario Land, the uh, the treasure game. Uh, was it Wario? The three D one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made yeah, by Wario, treasure, War- Wario World. It's definitely Wario World. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. I remember having that game. I sold all my GameCube games. <laughs> and guys, we are at the end of the podcast, which means I've got to put on the voice. And uh, I think that worked out why I did, didn't it? Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, and yes, uh, Zombie Trash, there was a Virtual Boy Wario game, and that's a really, really good Wario game. I actually, um, if you have LG TVs, ones that actually have the uh, fake 3D um, effect, there is an emulator that you can download where it splits it in half and you can play Virtual Boy games in 3D on your telly and it looks freaking awesome Um, because obviously you can turn off the bleeding red color and change it to like gray or green or whatever and it look it's a lot nicer on the eyes and it's um, it's a really good game that version I I played that all the way through on my telly really enjoyed that game Um, they need to make a new Wario Land game yeah the Switch is the perfect system for it as well the old hybrid thing That'd be really good. I'd be all for that. Um, oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Anyway, guys, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Um, it's been a good one. It's been a, been a good one. Uh, there may be a little bit of a gap now until we record our next one because uh, I'm going on holiday, um, basically. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> um, in about a week, I think it is, just over a week, I will be in Disneyland, uh, Paris, and then I'll be in a cottage somewhere in France with some family members and stuff. So, uh, yeah, going to be out of action for a week, possibly two, but we'll see what we can do. Hey, Tommy, thank you so much for donating five Canadian dollars through Super Chat. Super Mario Land 2 should have been a game style um, in Mario Maker 2. Oh, my God, yes. Oh yeah, totally. I mean that that's the biggest missed trick in the in the history of games. Like if they Mario Maker should have had other game styles like Yoshi, Wario, all of that kind of stuff. Even Sonic you could have thrown in there as like a big DLC pack. They could they should have done that. I mean, I if I was in Nintendo shoes, I would release them as separate games because, you know, money. Um but they should at least do that. Yeah. You know. Totally. I, I I was certain they were going to do a a, um, a a Zelda maker, but like the classic, you know, two D ones, uh, not two D, you know, top down ones. Sorry. Or why don't you just make it like Labo, where the you know the maker is like a single piece of software, and then you just buy expansion packs, mm-hmm. and everyone has access to the levels as a default thing. That sounds amazing. Why why have they not done that? <laughs> Why have why Nintendo? Why? Why um, are you the most confusing company out there? Yeah. It's because they didn't come up with the idea, you see. They mm-hmm. they don't like doing things that they didn't come up with. Although they are remembering Earthbound a little bit more recently because uh for the My Nintendo rewards I noticed recently, uh the latest reward, which is always 
insert the latest game here. Mario Golf, uh, ten, or Mario Tennis um, tags and Animal Crossing uh, wrapping paper. Uh, I think there was Wario where um, uh, sellotape was one of the rewards. It was really, really basic stuff. But they've just done an Earthbound notebook. That came out of nowhere. Be fair, that that's literally there. just a front page with a red background and white lettering saying Earthbound on it. It is exactly what it is. Definitely. Yeah. And it's but, a notepad. <laughs> but I just, I, I, I was surprised that out of everything they could have chose, like, why did they choose mm. Earthbound? Interesting. Interesting. Have you ever got anything from the My Nintendo service? Uh, I used to get uh, quite a bit from Club Nintendo back in the day. I've got a, when they I've did the really good rewards. Yeah, and the only way you could feasibly get them is if you worked for game and took all of the points out of the pre-owned <laughs> games uh, that got traded in, which I absolutely categorically did not do uh, ever, um, and therefore end up with several of the statue rewards uh, as a Ooh, result. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, Lovely. Yeah, I think the I last think... thing I ever got. I've got it here, actually. Uh, so people listening, I'll just explain what it is. But the Nintendo Sound Selection CD uh, was one of the final things I ever got. It's a um, collection of all of the credits. Well, not all of them, but a load of the credit music. So let's have a look what you've got on here. Two discs. Um, really, really obscure ones. So obviously, you've got obvious things like Super Mario World, F-Zero, Super Metroid, Super Mario 64. But it's all of the credit music from the games. But you have some really, really obscure stuff in here as well. It even comes with a little book. comes with a little book. Uh, it tells you about each game. And I'm like, gaming history, I am all for that. So the first one was one I didn't even know about. So uh, Famicom, Tentei Club Part 2, Ushiryu, Ni Tatsu Shoujo. Uh, the second entry in the Mystery Adventure series. Um, I've got the credit music for that. And it's, it's just a nice little collection of Nintendo stuff. They would never do anything as cool as this now for my Nintendo. Never. But yeah, what have you got to show us there, Grizzly? I have this. Oh, oh, I thing. remember seeing that. I didn't have enough points for it at the time. Painful. So I also had like the Luigi's Mansion statue. I've got the Majora's Mask uh, lamp that they did mm -hmm. as well. So I've had a few things off there. See, I collected all the points, done a mental amount of points, and then one day I just got a message saying your points have expired. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but on the plus side, they let you do three of the same game. <laughs> so I did you, not uh, know that. They did, yeah. I, I rinsed the hell out of that. And then when I got um, the sixth, uh, uh, the fourth copy of Brain Training Deluxe on DS, which, you know, I was really, I really liked Brain Training, as you can probably <laughs> tell, um, I would then open up another account and do it all over again. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, that's the course. only way you could get that amount of points, I swear. Nobody earned those legit. Surely not. Not for the big ticket items. Maybe for a wallpaper or something. They were like the bottom of the barrel stuff. No one cared for yeah, the wallpaper. For sure. If you Club got Nintendo the wallpaper, you failed. Man, Club <laughs> Nintendo was great. Like back in the day, they would do Club Nintendo rewards. So if you bought a certain game or bought two of a cert two certain games, they would give you another one for free. Most of my Wii U games digital came as a result of that. Wow. Because they were so desperate to get people playing on the Wii U that they would just give you like mario kart 8 for free it's just insane so you know what i created six years ago a video called the top 100 club nintendo rewards uh video and it was just as they were um uh uh you know dying down basically the the club nintendo thing and there you go i've put a little link to it 
six-year-old video, you're going to hear me sounding very crappy with my old microphone, really badly edited. Um, I sneakily done that while I should have been working at my full-time job, like as in like get getting the list together. Ah, uh, oh, man. Good times. I good had that time. Pikmin keychain. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look through. The Luigi uh, coin. Oh, what, from the yeah. year of Luigi from the Wii U. Yeah, Majora's Mask lamp, which is over there somewhere. Amazing. Um, the Game & Watch collection, which I, I gave to a friend. The Luigi's Mansion statue. I've yeah. got the Game & Watch collection, actually. I've got that one. Yeah. Have I and got then that one? The, I have, yeah. the absolute best ones were the 3DS cases. And they were just like um, the size of a 3DS case, and it get it held up to like 16 games. Those are oh. amazing. Oh, I also had the Captain Toad statue with the the lamp headset thing. Are you talking about this? Hello. Yes, those those things are super good. Yeah, you can carry your entire library around in those things. They actually did do it for the. Um... Switch as well. I just don't know where my case is. I think um, my son's probably taken. Oh no, I've given it to my sister. She got COVID, so I took her around like nine games. I mean, yeah, I'll go play these, go and rest. Um, so yeah, but um, they also uh, there's also a copy of Zelda Four Swords Anniversary on um, that you got free for the DSi as a result yeah. of Club Nintendo. I've still got that on my 3DS. It's uh, it's migrated with every uh, like new 3DS I've got. So. Did you get this? Uh, I'm guessing you did. If you had both the 3DS version and the Wii U version of Smash Brothers, you got the CD. Yes, I do have that somewhere around here. <laughs> <laughs> right, we really should end this podcast, guys. Thanks we so should. much for hanging out, guys. It's been a really, really good one. And um, well, we're going to end it there. So uh, much love to you all. And um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, guys. Great Bye-bye. podcast. Thanks for listening to Slopescast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time